From the Cairo Radio Newsroom in Seattle, I'm Dave Ross, and these are the Ross Files. I can tell how many ships are in port here by the length of the line at the Pike Place Market Starbucks. The longer it is, the more ships are in port. Tom Norwood with Visit Seattle. Visit Seattle used to be the Convention and Visitors Bureau, but uh, it's your job to get people to to visit. And I think you're doing a pretty good job because there's a lot of people visiting. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, we're doing great. We've had, uh, we'd call it a decade of incredible growth in the city. Not unique to the country, but we've had some outstanding numbers. Uh, And it's not just us, I would add. It's the port. It's a lot of organizations helping us do what we do to promote this great city around the world. Now, are there concerns here, as there are in places like uh, Venice and Rome and Paris, over over tourism, the, the place is being loved to death. Uh, where there are, there are days when Dave Ross can't get anywhere near the darn Starbucks because of all the the ships in town. I, I think there are subtle concerns. Uh, there are certainly times in the summer months in the Pike Place Market that we would sometimes refer to as the Venice of uh, over tourism for Seattle. But it's not really a broad problem. I think there, Dave, as you might know, there's always been a, a slight undercurrent or undertone about tourism in Seattle that we don't want a lot of people to come. We don't mm-hmm. want them to move here. But uh, we don't really have the issue that a lot of other European cities do, global cities have. We have peaks and valleys for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing we've learned in this last 10 years is that our tourism demand and business travel demand has really kind of equalized throughout the year. So we, we are a busy city almost 11 months of the year. Mm-hmm. Nobody's loving the gum wall to death by taking chunks back to their hometown. We hope they do take some. But yeah, no, it's a, and you know that's a that's a, a must see in the. Of city. course it is. And there should be a sign saying, "Please take some." <laughs> all right, so we all assume tourism is good, and yet, as you point out, there are some people who, who don't think it is. So, what are the pressures on the city when you have 1.2 million people? Uh, that's just the, the tourist ships, right? That's it's just, just the, the cruise, cruise ships the coming cruise into passengers town. about a million yeah. two this year coming in. Uh, and going out. That's a combined number of arrival departure. Um, and that's really typically April through September. So it's over what would be our, our most beautiful months, primarily mm-hmm. uh, busy months. But we're finding that we're attracting international and overseas visitors throughout the year. And we're now operating and marketing in seven countries to try to help equalize and balance some of that demand. So from Australia to Tokyo to the UK and German markets, we are actively marketing the city of Seattle. And a lot of it's centered around off-season or shoulder-season visitation. So I think the issues are our city is busy. Our city, from an infrastructure standpoint, is barely catching up. And we're so excited about what's happening uh, from airport to waterfront. But you add a growing uh, workforce in the city, residential uh, population in the city, and then you add millions of visitors through the year. And I think people do find it to be at times, an irritant, like when you go to uh, see the Starbucks mm-hmm. and Pike Place Market. But generally, the impact is so huge from a revenue standpoint. That How much? The billions of dollars. I think in Seattle and King County, uh, on an annual basis, uh, six and a half to seven billion dollars of total spend uh, from visitation and from tourism is recorded. So it supports a lot of employment. It supports a ton of small business, mm-hmm. like uh, small shops, museums restaurants, uh, not to mention lodging establishments of all kinds. And they're all paying sales tax, right? All paying a sales tax. Or do we refund that to them? Uh, no, no refund. We don't. Yeah. yeah okay. No so so we're getting the sales tax from it. Now, is it is it fair to say that that actually 
helps pay for things like roads and transit? Yeah, I think the offset that's been looked at with that type of spend of six and a half, seven billion dollars, saving the average King County resident close to a thousand dollars a year in taxes because of what that's contributing to the uh, the local tax structure. Right. So let me see if I got the list here. They, they of course have the sales tax. There is the hotel motel tax, which they pay, right? In certain lodging establishments, typically uh, hotels sixty rooms or more in size mm-hmm. in Seattle and King County. Uh, there's a rental car surcharge as well, right? Yep. yep. Any, any other ways that we nick them? Well, there's a number <laughs> of things. When you look at the uh, tax chart or the bar, there's lots of little things that are nicked. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest chunk of that really is the lodging percentage. So in downtown Seattle, overnight guest in a larger hotel would be paying 15.6% tax, and about 7% of that would be lodging. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't think this discourages tourism because every city charges a tax like yeah, this. Yeah, and, and, and in many different ways, absolutely. Right. And especially back in their home countries. I mean, right. yikes, you, uh, you certainly pay. But uh, they have a good time. So yeah. here's the other thing. Yeah. And this came up when we were doing those forums on uh, on homelessness, yep. that the, the the city, for all the tourists coming here, sometimes they go away saying, wow, you've got a lot of people who seem uh, down and out. Do you feel that there's been, in, in the last year or so since there's been a focus on this, you think that's changed? Uh, I think there's heightened awareness from uh, all different groups in the city, and I, I'm really happy about that. We're, we're trying to do our part to not just uh, talk about the issue, but trying to help resolve some of the issues in public safety. Um, I think the business community, the residential community, everybody has stepped up to try to address the problem. I think it still is our number one concern is it? because at the heart of tourism, uh, we are one of the most walkable cities in America, and we sell that, we promote that. And if your street experience is if you feel unsafe, if you feel threatened, if you're uncomfortable, um, it does have an impact on your willingness to either come back or what you do in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially internationally, overseas guests, security is probably the number one issue or concern that they take into consideration before they travel. So we, we, it's why it's become a big issue for our industry broadly. We're a street-facing, uh, on-the-ground uh, industry that makes money by people coming in, loving the city, exploring, shopping, buying, doing museum events, doing whatever it may be. And if you don't feel safe, uh, it has an impact. So what else needs to be done at this point, Tom? I, th- I, think we're, I think we're moving in the right direction, I think slowly, as we do in Seattle. But I think the emphasis patrols that are taking place and have been for the last several weeks uh, with our mayor's leadership and our police leadership have been helpful. But I think as we're learning more and more, that's, it's probably not enough. We need more support for our police department. Uh, we have, uh, I think, as we rank numbers of police and patrol officers, I know I've seen reports that were short compared to other cities right. of our size or even cities that are smaller. And I think that's an issue that we have to deal with. So uh, we have to... Well, with all those tourist dollars coming in, all the taxes, I would think, I mean, you've... They have the money to hire more police officers, don't they? Well, I think so. It's a question of balancing priorities. And I think uh, this is a city that does incredibly well from a from a tax generation standpoint. Although I mm-hmm. know as we're approaching budget, budget time for the city, uh, there are always the discussion about new revenues. What else can we bring in? We've got critical needs in housing of all types. We've got critical needs in uh, of social services of all types. And not all of that is borne by the city. 
but we've got a lot of resources. I think it's how we use them, how we prioritize, and then what role business plays. And I think we're finding that business is stepping up more and more to help uh, resolve some of these issues. I know the businesses finance that uh, Downtown Ambassador program, right? Right. Yeah, through the uh, Downtown Seattle Association, the MID program uh, is a wonderful program of ambassadors on the streets and providing safety and cleanliness to the streets. And that's paid for by the uh, business owners in those various neighborhoods uh, that are are taxed on the value of their property. Okay. So uh, what's next besides trying to get people to come here in the off-season uh, and <laughs> promoting the rain? Um, you're going to build another terminal? Well, I think the uh, the Port of Seattle is in discussions right now looking at Terminal 46, which is down close to our stadium district, right uh, adjacent to, uh, which I think is a fantastic idea of utilizing a portion of that for another cruise berth. We have certainly uh, uh, Pier 66. We've got 91. Uh, we have those terminals are busy, considerably busy throughout the summer months. Additional uh, uh, cruise berth would be helpful for a number of reasons. It might allow us to not only have some additional ships come in, larger ships come in, but maybe spread the days of the week when cruise ships are departing from Seattle. So that helps balance out a little bit of that weekend uh, weekend hit that we seem to have now with multiple yeah. ships in over the weekends. Um, so that would we think would be a wonderful thing. We think it would be a great thing for that neighborhood of Pioneer Square and Soto. I think the more it develops, the more that we have people on the streets, people coming down is helpful to all of the businesses in that area. And I think that's a wonderful thing for that part of the city that has is really the last, I think, to develop fully. And I think it's one of our most special parts of the city. What do you think the impact of bringing down the viaduct is going to be? I, well, we think it's huge, and I think yeah. we're seeing it already. I think we're amazed at some of the views you're seeing now. As you're I'm seeing some down. graffiti I never knew existed, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, that's public art, Dave. That's not public graffiti. Art. That's I'm public sorry. art. I'm seeing some public art I never knew existed. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't wait for that. I think that's going to have one of the biggest impacts that our city has ever experienced, uh, an accessible, uh, desirable waterfront, and we're looking forward to that because it's going to add not only some programmed areas for parks and for people to enjoy, but it helps the connection to the market. But just that east-west connection all the way up and down the waterfront becomes much easier. It's convoluted for us, but for visitors, it's challenging coming from hotels or neighborhoods to get down and enjoy it. So I think it's going to be one of our largest uh, largest impacts uh, that we could ever have in tourism mm-hmm. over the next 10 years. What's the big attraction of Seattle? I, I think we're an interesting city. We're not a prime number one travel destination. I think there's always been a curiosity about Seattle. The mix of what you can do in Seattle from food and wine and music, but to nature. I think it's a trip often combined with something with the outdoors. So something on the water, something in the mountains. And I think we spend a lot of time in our group as we're selling and promoting the city. We're selling not only Seattle as the gateway, but we're selling Woodenville. We're selling the I-90 corridor. We're selling uh, uh, the entire region because many of our visitors will take multiple days especially international visitors, long itineraries, and will combine a visit to Seattle with uh, maybe another week of visitation around the region. Hmm. So it's not just the Space Needle and, the, and, and Amazon. No, it's certainly an attract. They, they want to go to the outback. That's huh? a great point. I think there's tremendous interest in the Amazons and uh, what's happening in our city with technology. Uh, certainly with Boeing has always provided a, a wonderful attraction up at the future of flight. The Museum of Flight is widely acclaimed around the world. So there are a lot of our corporate global headquartered companies that add a lot to the demand generation of people that want to come and see. 
Huh. So as a guy who's marketing Seattle, what else would you like to see us build in terms of an attraction? We were talking about, you know, building cruise ship terminals and ways to get people in. But um, do we need a new attraction? Do we need, do we need something on the level of a space needle? Uh, I don't really think we need another big attraction. Hard to, hard to recreate what, what we've done with the needle in Seattle Center. Uh, we're so excited about Key Arena, of course, and the future of Seattle Center. I think that's going to be a game changer in and of itself. That arena, not only what it will do with certainly hockey and with our WNBA, but the music and the ability to concert and program uh, that arena throughout the year, maybe in a more aggressive way than it's been done in the past, will be a big added value to the city. So we love that. Mm -hmm. We'd love to see maybe some more outdoor music venues. And I, I know we always talk about the future of Seattle Center and the future of Memorial Stadium. Um, I think the waterfront in part might lend itself to some um, outdoor music opportunities or mm -hmm. parks, but uh, I think that's a need. I think we're a city that's um, uh, really critically acclaimed for our musical heritage, yeah. so we'd love to see more of that. Memorial Stadium needs to be fixed up. Yeah. Don't you think? Yep. I mean, yeah, I think when I, it's in about the same shape as when I played high school yeah. football there. So it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I know it's a, it's, it's a, it's a landmark, but it's a, it's a pretty dog-eared landmark. They got to save the memorial. I understand that. But the uh, facilities need something. And don't you think the Ferris wheel needs to be bigger? <laughs> well, we almost ended up with two wheels at the same time. Oh, really? You know, there was one project at the Seattle Center, and then certainly down on the waterfront was another yeah. concurrent project. Yeah. And, and only well, they used one to have that old Ferris wheel at Seattle Center. Oh, yeah. The kitty wheel yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Remember yeah. It well. And the Space Needle, fortunately, we, we haven't built too many high buildings around it. But it's getting tougher and tougher to see, Tom. Yeah, that's a, it's one of our icons. It is probably one of the most photographed structures in the world. I think I've read that. Uh, so we're, we're, I don't think we need a lot more um, of uh, iconic structures like that. The, the Central Library is a large draw. That's true. Especially internationally. Forgot about that. I think our concern is more about our future, as, uh, certainly as a country relative to international tourism. We've, we're seeing uh, over the last few years for the first time the United States share of international visitation of global travel where we've been losing market share. Global travel has been growing rapidly. So you think of all of the travel uh, around the world, but the United, United States has been losing share. Why? Uh, part of it could start with uh, the strength of the U.S. dollar a number of years ago. And I think really from 2015 on, it's been a combination of strength of the dollar. But I think more recently, maybe uh, trade trade wars, right. uh, immigration issues, security issues for sure. But uh, it's something we're trying to work on nationally as an industry that we need to be taking uh, much more aggressive steps and growing that share as opposed to having it shrink. Now you're involved with the convention center expansion, right? Very much so, yeah. What's we the impact closely. of that? What's the impact of that going to be? Uh, it's going to be a huge. It's one of the few demand generators that's out on the horizon uh, that really we can look at that very large project and say in early 2022 when it opens, we will be putting anywhere from 20 to 30 national groups in there as well as the existing building uh, per year as it's, it gets uh, stable and gets up and running. That impact can be worth 300 to 250 to 300 million dollars a year from these conventions. Typically, right now, Dave, we're doing 45 to 50 national conventions a year in the current convention center. And again, these are medium to small size centers that we're selling, again, because it's walkable, it's in the heart of the city. Uh, and we feel the demand is there to fill up a second building. 
We've got all of our new hotel supply has been added uh, over the last three or four years. So we've got hotels already. This new building will be a demand generator. and We're finding great response so far from clients that are going years out to get the dates they want in Seattle. We have business on the books now contracted out to 2030 for conventions wow. and meetings that want to come to Seattle. So give me the um, give me the gee whiz number, total number of, uh, of visitors a year to Seattle now and what your what your goal would be. Yeah, I, I the numbers the the numbers are big. Right now we have we measure it in two ways, Seattle and King County together. <clears throat> 20 uh, 21 million overnight visitors a year. So you look at just overnight visitors. 21 million? Overnight visitors a year, which is a big number because does that Does that number. count when, when my wife and I book the hotel at Seattle Center so we don't have to deal with the parking overnight? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so okay. it's, it's really total visitation. So yeah. all different reasons people travel for sure, but uh, total visitations. But the total number of total visitors in the county, if you include day visitors, it's about 41 million. So those are people that might be coming into the region, uh, driving in for a couple of hours that are not staying overnight, but are here for performing arts, for sporting events, all different reasons. And so there's an economic impact to certainly every visitation, but that overnight visitor has a tendency to spend considerably more. That's why you can't move. (laughs) (laughs) 41 million a year, huh? Yeah. Seattle and King County. Who would have thought? Tom Norwalk, the president and CEO of Visit Seattle. Tom, thank you. Thank you, Dave. Remember that when there's a longer version of the interviews on Seattle's Morning News, you can usually find it right here in the original form, unconstrained by the limitations of a live broadcast. And you can subscribe so that when someone says, did you hear what was on Seattle's Morning News, you can say, not only that, I heard the part that wasn't on Seattle's Morning News. So my advice is to subscribe. And then when we talk to an author, a politician, an entrepreneur, an artist, a scientist, a teacher, a journalist, a celebrity, you'll hear every word. I'm Dave Ross. Thanks for tuning in.